0: It's just after ten past ten, which means it's time for movies, movies, movies. That's right. Film Lords Jen and Andre have returned today with another instalment of Movies, 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 Recorded from Home. It's your bi-weekly, fortnightly bowl of film culture here at FBI Radio, and today they have enlisted a third member to join the house, Grant Jonathan, aka HTML Flowers, Grant is an incredible cartoonist, artist, musician and what they call an unquestionable cutie. If you're a regular FBI radio listener, you should be well equipped with HTML flowers. You may have even seen their latest project, Sicovision, being posted around town. It's a f- pirate film festival hosted on Twitch that programs live streams of movies that are, and I quote... Sick, twisted, deranged, hideous, and unwanted media on or featuring disability, chronic illness, neurodiversity, and illness. Psychovision streams come with a live chat feature, so the whole affair is truly participatory. And I'm sure you're probably wondering why this keen interest in illness... Grant is an artist living with a chronic illness whose work brings to life the mundane realities of living one day at a time. Through his cartoon work, but also through the record uh, Chrome Halo, back in 2017, it came out. It was something we really rallied behind here at FBI, and I'm so excited to hear what Grant had to share with Jen and Andre. They're based in Nam, Melbourne, and today's all about Vision on Movies, Movies, Movies. But before I go any further, I need you to know that there is a language warning and a content warning here. This is a conversation that is very candid about disability and mental health, and there are some naughty words in here. So just flagging that with you, here's Jen and Andre. Welcome
1: to Movies, Movies, Movies.
2: Hey, my name is Grant Jonathan, otherwise known as HTML Flowers. I'm on movies, 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 talking about my pirate movie channel, SicoVision.
1: I came across this when you first started via your Instagram, and SicoVision, I guess, is a streaming platform that you started. I think maybe people don't realise because you couldn't leave the house and you just wanted things to watch and to share that. Is that right?
2: Yeah, basically. There were a few other reasons as well. I I found that I would recommend movies to friends a lot and they'd be like, oh, it's not on any streaming platforms. And I just got sad that people don't torrent anymore and I still torrent and I, I pay for programs to, you know, I pay for a VPN, I pay for programs that'll hard code subs. I, you know, I just think it's really... to have access to every kind of film so partially it was that i was just sick of telling my friends to watch something and them saying what platform is it on i'm like it's not just download it why do people refuse to pirate i know that i'm probably
1: not allowed to promote pirating on like a radio station but i'm a pirate bay i pirate i don't know how else we would be able to watch these movies but people always ask me how to watch things
2: yeah i don't know i maybe it's a generational thing you know i'm 33 so i pirate you know i started stealing art when i was very young um you know i still i got i got the lime wire flex so i you know it just makes me it makes me sad to think somebody might not watch you know the color of pomegranates as far as i know is not on any streaming platform it makes me sad that people might not watch it just because they don't know where to find it you know um, at the end of the day, I just love good art. I love sharing it, um, and I buy as much of the independent art as I can to show on the stream. So, can
1: you Fuck yeah. can you talk about the like what Sicko Vision is and maybe what your first
2: lineup was about? Sicko Vision started as a stream just about movies about disability, and the inspiration came from another movie channel I, I used to watch on Twitch called Movie Past. And they just played anything. And they played a lot of stuff that I thought I was the only person who liked. You know, I didn't know a lot of other people who enjoyed them. And the sociability that grew out of that, like the genuine friendships I have, like people I call, you know, pretty regularly now just as friends, because uh, Movie Past is sadly uh, no longer. Um, but the community that grew out of that was really beautiful to me. And, you know, with Australia going in and out of, intense lockdowns, I decided to start trying to figure out my own way to stream. And initially it was all just disability movies, but I've really branched out now, I guess just because, you know, cripples have a lot of interests. It doesn't have to just be about illness. And um, yeah, I also, there's something really wonderful about realizing how many portrayals of illness there were in media. That was a big, Influence for me, like a big reason I wanted to do it is because like, you know, if you look up disabled movies, you'll find lists, Um, but the truth is disability is so much more widespread in culture than we acknowledge. And um, I think often the films that aren't on disability lists really could be. There are a lot of films that have central disabled characters, but you wouldn't, you know, people don't culturally consider them disabled films. Like Darkman is a great example. Sam Raimi's Darkman, that's just a movie about someone who becomes horribly disfigured and is a scientist and he, you know, it's a very silly, fun, schlocky movie, but it is the disfigured superhero at the core who's trying to right a wrong. So it's like, that is a disability movie. You know, there's a lot of examples of movies that just don't seem like disability movies, but they are crippled as fuck.
0: Wasn't,
2: my. wasn't, my. wasn't my.
0: Binoffi. It's Chrome Halo by HTML Flowers, who is also the guest and artist and renegade film curator, aka Grant Jonathan, who uh, has joined Jen and Andre today for Movies, Movies, Movies for a very special episode to chat about their Twitch Film Festival for Freaky Films. We're about to jump into Take Two, which is all about representation in films and how important that is to Grant especially. And again, a little warning here, there's some naughty language and a discussion about mental health and disability that some people may find a bit triggering or disturbing. You need to know that Andreak opens with a question about sicko vision and why there's value in watching cringy films that some might consider problematic to Grant, who is an artist and person who lives with a chronic illness. Here's take two. (laughs) Take two.
3: Am I right to say that one of the first motivations was that you wanted to hate watch ableist films?
2: Because
3: <laughs> you're like, they're so bad, but I can't stop watching them.
2: <laughs> but they're so much fun. I mean, you know, um, a hate watch is always... I try to start most of my disabled streams with a hate watch. There's a lot of good material. And then you get surprised a lot. Like, I, t- I tend to just enjoy portrayal of illness. Um, it can be really fraught, uh, but... I try not to let my um, modern principles get in the way of, you know, certain representations. That said, some of this stuff we're talking about came out a year ago. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I I hardly find myself insulted by anything, but I guess when I go into a movie, I'm not really looking for something to agree with or disagree with. I'm just trying to experience it emotionally, you know. Um, but I guess, Yeah, it can be really disappointing sometimes. Um, But I also don't really expect Harmony Corrine to have like a a decent thesis on disability. Like he's not the guy I want to turn to for, you know, really good representation of somebody who's neurodivergent. Uh, Unlike a lot of people in the disability community, I love that disabled people and, you know, disfigured people and cripples are often the villains in horror movies. Uh, Because I think in many ways, that's actually an empowering position. Um, Like, I love the idea of being um, pinhead, you know, like, um, I want to be scary to the normos, I want to represent the things they're afraid of, you know. And uh, I think what can be so satisfying about a horror film is it's this unstoppable force that forever alters your life, um, which is exactly what illness is. So almost every horror film I see, I just see people trying to grapple with the wages of illness, effectively.
3: I totally get that. If I have to read another trans writer talking about the admiration for Buffalo Bill, I swear to fucking God. I'm curious about these films from, say, 20 years ago that had hidden messages that were progressive that were untapped when the films came out. I'm thinking about Donnie Darko and the matrix and how much they've been reappropriated into discourse about like trans identity and mental health and just like how shit the public school system is. Um, I guess I'm doing that thing where I like ask the activists to find a solution, (laughs) but
2: I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah. My, my feelings on representation often divert from my peers. Um, as I said before, I don't really go into a piece of media looking for something to agree with or disagree with. Um, and I, I often am just happy for the movie magic. I love movie magic. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a writer I love, Gretchen Felker Martin, I'm not sure if either one of you know of her. She's a fantastic film reviewer and author in her own right. Um, she, the, the day that those articles came out when, um, was it Lana? Lana Wachowski Said that you know the Matrix was officially a trans allegory. The day that that came out, she posted a list of films she thought were better trans allegories that weren't written to be trans allegories. And so I think often what gets lost in the representation conversation um, is uh, the subjectivity of the viewer. You know, and I really I lean on that. <clears throat> I lean on that. I enjoy that immensely. Um, I, one of my favorite things about Sicko vision is being in the chat and just absolutely agreeing with the most putrid film because everybody else is upset about it or something. We were watching um, The Family Man with Nicolas Cage a little while ago, and it is a really stupid film. It's a magnificently dumb film, um, and... Everybody was taking the piss out of it, and I was actually crying at home. And I was posting in the chat like, "No, I love this. I'm crying." And then uh, one of my one of one of the moderators, Ailani, said, "I cannot with you right now," and my response was, "I'm I'm not disagreeing with movies anymore. Whatever they want me to think, that's what I think." (laughs) But I love that that joke. But obviously, I do care about representation. But I think. I think we're too hung up on it a lot of the time. You know, I see constant conversations about representation, um, and I want to talk about taxation. I want to talk about you know uh, anti-carceral justice. You know, I want to talk about those kind of things. Representation is important, um, but I don't think it's the leading factor in um, what's going on in my political world. Um, but yeah, check out Gretchen Felker Martin. She made a great list. It had ginger snap sorry ginger snaps on it. The Fly, lots of cool films where she feels like they're much better representations of the trans experience. Because in her opinion, The Matrix um, was good. Like once once Neo woke up from the Matrix, though, there wasn't much about being trans in that film. In her opinion, she's like, after that, where is the trans allegory? It's just gone. That was mm-hmm. her opinion. Um, and you know, I I got excited when Lana said that. And I, um, I, but I read Gretchen's post and I was like, oh, I can see why you would think that, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel the need to uh, justify Gretchen's words in my own mental space. I just took it on as another opinion, which if I can be a bit of an edgelord, I think is missing as well from, from film discourse, (laughs) let Um. people have opinions.
0: (laughs) Okay, now just in case you missed it, that artist that Grant mentioned in the the discussion about The Matrix is Gretchen Felker-Martin. We're going to be right back with more Movies, Movies, Movies after this Tierra Whack track. It's called Walk the Beat. Alrighty, my name's Maya Billick. I'm joined by Jen and Andre for another home edition of Movies, Movies, Movies. And they're going to tell you for Spotlight what's screening this week on SickoVision. They're joined by Grant Jonathan, a.k.a. HTML Flowers, who shares with us what is on, what's on the calendar, what's on the cards to watch over the Twitch stream this week. Spotlight. 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 Spotlight.
1: Spotlight. Spotlight. I love what you said about movie magic because I think about that a lot. And we have these conversations about representation and we look at what films get made, and especially when we're going through a government system in Australia and it's not the same as America where they have money to throw at movie magic. And I think a lot of things that are justified to get made are made based on representation or other evils. Not other evils, representation isn't evil, but movie magic's really important. And I wanted to ask you about your next lineup and like what it's
2: doing for you. I can, I can now do the spiel if you'd like. This Thursday, one of our longtime viewers, Pora Lalmer is the username, um, is programming a series of films called The Things We Do For Love, Maternal Horror. And all of the films are horror films uh, centered around motherhood in some way or another. Uh, and we're gonna be playing 2016's A Dark Song, which I think is a, an exciting horror film that's a little bit underrated because it's, you know it's a bit indie. Um, and didn't get massive release but it's really cool because it's all rooted in um, uh, it's all rooted in a magical ceremony and ritual called the abremelin operation and it's one of those movies that once you close it there's a lot of good stuff to read about it after because it's based on like a historical thing that people have been doing for a long time Aleister Crowley famously did the abremelin uh operation and he walked out of it and that's why people think he was cursed because he didn't finish the the ritual um of course we'll be playing babadook uh goodnight mummy inside lots of great films so (laughs) tune in you fucking freaks Uh, sorry tune in you little freakies tune in you little freakazoids (laughs) yay okay
3: stop recording
0: a big thank you to grant for joining jen and andre today that brings us to the end of movies, movies, movies. If you want to tune in to Sicko Vision, all you have to do is Google it, Sicko Vision, and follow the steps to make an account on Twitch. Or you can check out Grant Jonathan on Instagram at grant.jonathon. J O N A T H O N. And you can catch up on movies, 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 wherever you get your podcasts from. They're literally everywhere. You just got to look up FBI and it'll be right there. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.